this morning before the 7.30 Mass, the ministers and I were in a discussion in, in the uh, sacristy about symbolism, how important it is to us as Catholic people to see various symbols. You know, when we enter into a church, we look for certain things as Catholics. We look for the altar, we look for the pulpit, we look for the crucifix, we look for the Eucharist and the candle that burns to remind us that it's close by. We look for saints, we look for, for different symbolism. We watch for, during the year, we wait for incense. Even though some don't like it, it's very symbolic. It's symbolic of us that something important is about to happen here, that God is with us in a very special uh, way, a very festive way, and once our prayers to come to him, rise our prayers, like the psalm says, rise to him like incense. We expect to hear the bells ring at various times of the years to know. It comes from an old custom when people worked in the fields and they would ring the bells of the church from the outside bell, the steeple bell, and everyone would stop during the consecration just to pray because they knew that in the local church something very special was happening, that the Lord of all hosts was coming upon us and, and upon this bread and wine to become the body and blood. And so we expect to hear, we expect to see the, the all souls envelopes on the altars. We expect that this is the time of the year when we'll see our priests and our religious clergy dressed in purple and we'll, our, our churches will be adorned in purple. And finally, we can't live without seeing the Advent wreath. Just as we're preparing our homes, you know, we're putting up our trees and we're making our, our doing our shopping and making our foods, you know, we're, we're preparing us here in the church as well, slowly entering into this uh, Advent season, which celebrates the birth, which leads us to the celebration of the birth of Christ at Christmas. And so we'll expect to see characters from the, the, the nativity. We'll expect to, to know that within a few weeks the, the uh, Magi will be coming from the east. And they're always going to bring the same gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gifts never change. Uh, they're always the same. I used to, I'm going to go off the side here, but when I lived in Shemokin, I used to, uh, to uh, drive around town and I'd see all the, the, the everybody would have their manger scenes ready, those little light up ones in their yard. But they never had the baby Jesus in the, in the manger. It was Je Joseph and Mary looking at an empty crib. And I used to say to the people, why don't you put him in there? It's not going to be a surprise. Every year it's a boy. <laughs> it's always going to be a boy. It's not going to be twins. It's not going to be a girl. It's always going to be a boy. Put him in there. Because we need those symbols. We need to see in our life that, that God is still with us, that God has this care for us. He warms our hearts and he, and he, and he floods our soul with the light of his coming into our, into, into our world in all things but sin. You know, we, we, we think that God would, should come riding in majesty, as I said on, on uh, last week at the Feast of the... Um, Christ the King. We expect trumpet blares and, and, you know, we expect to hear Verdi's Requiem and the Dies Irae and here comes God, you know, but God doesn't do that. He comes to us very quietly in, in, in a manger. He comes in a stable. He's born in, in, like us in all things but sin. Even his, his death is, is far from what we would expect any God uh, to, to experience. And so today we come to the church and we begin our season of Advent as we wait for that glorious coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ, his return in glory while he'll judge the living and the dead and reign in majesty. And we do it by, by putting in our midst this Advent wreath, very symbolic of our season. You know, we think about the, the Advent wreath as we decorate. That wreath is made of various evergreens. And why do we use evergreens? 
because evergreens remind us that life never ends. You know, while our, our, all of our other trees lose their leaves and we clean them up, the evergreen tree, unless we didn't water it properly, is not going to lose its needles. It's going to be there. It's going to be, stay green. It's going to stay fresh. It's going to remind us that we have this everlasting life, that, it, that, that life continues. For Christian people, life is changed, not ended. We fall asleep in this world and wake up to the world of God, wake up to the world of his kingdom. The wreath is in a form of a, of a circle to remind, me that, to remind us that there's no beginning, there's no end. It's the eternity of God. It's the eternity of our immortal soul. It's the everlasting life that we find in Christ. And, 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 and we, we have these individual greens, that each wreath that we make up our own at home sometimes, or each church be different. Um, with some people use laurel to symbolize uh, persecution, over victory over persecution and suffering. Most places use pine or holly or yew, or yew which reminds us that we're of our immortality. Cedar sometimes reminds us that we have strength, we have healing in Christ. If we put pine cones, I'm not sure I didn't look up real close there, but if we have pine cones in our wreath, it's, it's a symbolized life and resurrection. But this whole wreath is put here for us to be a symbol, another, another reminder of God and our immortality and that our souls belong to God and the promise of God through Christ that we will all have eternal life. And each week we'll light a new, a new, a new candle. There are four candles there to remind us that there are four weeks. Three of them are purple to remind us that we're in a season of penance, of prayer, and, and, and of, of sacrifice. The rose candle reminds us that God is very close. We're going to rejoice that we're very close to the Christmas season. Sometimes you'll see a white candle in the middle of, of, the, of the Advent wreath symbolizing Christ, the presence of Christ in our midst. So someone asked me last night, why don't we have a white candle? And the reason is this. We are the white candle. <laughs> if, we're, if Christ is the white candle bringing light into the world, we now carry it for him. You and I, by the light of our own lives, the light of our own joy, the, the rejoicing that we have in this holy season, we are, we are the candle that, that goes out there and brightens our world. And we'll light today this first candle, which is often called the candle of hope or the, or the candle of prophecy, the prophet's candle. And what it reminds us of is what Isaiah just told us, that the prophet's job was to go out there and bring good news. And the good news that Isaiah brings to us today is that God will be among us. Emmanuel will be with us. God will come to us and live among us and bring, bring to us uh, everything that God is going to fulfill in our lives. You know, if you think about prophets, what are, they, what are they called to do? What we're called to do. At our baptism, we become priests, prophets, and kings. Priests to serve God, to know God, to love God. Prophets to speak his word by our deeds, by our words, by our actions. Inviting others to, to the journey of light. Not a journey of burden, not a journey of despair, not a journey of confusion. But a very open journey to, to the heart, the very heart of God who loves us so much that he comes among us and, and, and lives with us and, and, and works and laughs with us. And the prophet also is one who, who helps other people carry their burdens. He helps them to find a way to lay down their struggles and to find a, a, a way to, to enter into God's kingdom. So today we're going to be that light. You and I are going to uh, together light this first candle and, and we're going to be people of hope. 
We're going to take that hope out into the world and let Christ shine through us. And where is that hope going to go? To the people whose lives have been struck with disaster. People who, whose, whose lives are just turmoil right now. People who have lost jobs. People who have been betrayed by their spouse or by, or by a friend. People who have reverted to their bad habits or their, their behaviors or choices which are leading them away from, from the goodness that God brings to us. People who recently have lost a loved one to death or, or, or someone who is succumbing now to the end of life and their own diseases. We're going to be a light for all those who, who have lost their hope, who have no purpose, no, no direction, who have given up on God, the church, who are giving up on themselves. We're going to bring that light, we're going to bring that light of hope to each one of those persons and so many others. And let them, those who, who are looking for peace of, of mind, heart, and soul, those who are looking for the truth and not just partial truth or distorted truth, and people who want to be secure, secure in faith, secure in hope, secure in the promise of immortality. So this week, as we light this first candle, I invite you, be that light, let yourself be that Christ light, and let him shine through you and bring hope, not only to yourself, but to those that you know and love.